0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the 2 1 Golf Podcast. Madison and Sterling here. And I'm going to have Sterling kick it off this week.
1: Yeah. So, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Episode four. All right. We got a lot of things to talk about. But first, we have our very first guest, someone very special. Um, we mentioned her in episode 2.5. at beat her in a putting contest. We have Meg. How are we doing, Meg?
2: I'm doing well. Good to be here.
1: Uh, welcome, welcome to the show. Yeah. So, yeah, first guest, first guest, two and one. Uh, Madison and I like we're the two, and whenever we bring on the guest, they're obviously the the one. So we have a lot to get to. We had the Women's PGA Championship, we had the Travelers Championship, and we also had a few players added to the Live Tour and some changes to Augusta. So we're gonna kick it off. Uh, Meg was on the grounds pretty much all week at the. PGA Championship at uh, Congressional, and as you all saw on our Instagram at Two and One Golf, uh, Madison Hill was at the Congressional tournament as well on Saturday.
0: I was, um, and it it honestly was um, one that the golf was great too, but the golf course and some of the changes that they've made were just mind blowing. Um, just kind of walking up where we used to, it used to be a lot more tree lined fairways. Um, you know, definitely a lot more shade, um, but just kind of getting out. I mean, you could stand almost anywhere on the grounds and see a decent amount of the course. So I thought the layout was great. Um, I, I loved what they they've done to uh, ten. I know we talked about it. I think in the last episode or maybe the the previous episode, but um, moving that that green up, kind of surrounded a little bit more by water. Um, I don't know. I I love the changes. I know Meg, you were walking the grounds most of the week. What did you think?
2: um mm, those hills were kind of brutal not gonna lie um it's I think it's one of those courses where if you look at it you know bird's eye view or if you're up near the clubhouse looking down it's like okay like this is pretty pretty simple uh pretty black and white but then you get out there and it's just it's it's a brutal walk in the heat um the weather up there this week I came on Thursday and it was misty, kind of humid, but it was still pretty cool. But then, and it it just got so hot um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday too. Um, But yeah, the course was in great shape, I think. Uh, I had never seen it before, all of the, I guess, changes were made. Uh, Mm. Little to no shade at all. No, which was none. So, so difficult. Um, I mean, there were people hiding under the shadow of the camera tents. People were just trying to find shade anywhere they could, but, um, didn't seem to phase the players. <laughs> I think they've seen it all at this point. So yeah, thought it was interesting.
0: Yeah, it, it was. So I was there. Um, I can't remember what year it was. Um, but I was there, um, for the quick and loans at congressional, um, and I just remember kind of following a couple players um, on that Saturday or Sunday. I can't remember which day I was there and started on one and one was just more of a tree line fairway. There obviously plenty of shade back then. And then you kind of just get, get back into the trees over the next couple of holes. And, um, you know, standing on one tee box yet, or on Saturday, it was just, it looked like a completely different course. And I really love the look of it. And I, I saw that they're definitely have a great calendar of events coming up over the next couple of years. It will be the site of the, uh, Ryder cup in 2037, which surprisingly enough, they were already selling merchandise for. So if you want to live in the future, you had plenty of opportunities to do that there. Um, but it just sets up so perfectly. It's got, um, I don't want to say more of like a link style feel to it. Cause it's definitely not don't, don't get me wrong. There's still a lot of Hills and and everything like that, but, I think it's more just like the naturalness to it, the natural grass. Um like Meg said, l- little to no trees. I think you could probably count them on all the trees on two hands. Um but I just think it looked so much better than the last time I saw it cuz it's completely different. But um
1: I have a question for you too. Does the course almost feel out of place? Like is this so Madison just said it's kind of linksy but not like Potomac Virginia, like the DC kind of area, is that correct? Where is congressional exactly? It's Bethesda, so it's in Maryland. Bethesda, Maryland, right? Yeah. So, my question is, like, does the it doesn't? I feel like it doesn't fit the area. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like they picked up a course from almost like a Whistling Straits or um like a Shenectady or something, and then they dropped it in Maryland. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I mean, I I definitely get that, and it does, but it, it almost in like a good way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind yeah. of one of those things where when you look at golf in in the kind of the metro D.C. area, everything looks the same. You know, you mm-hmm. can play that you can go to every course and all of them have the same look and feel. But then having congressional there is just something completely different. Um, so it does seem out of place, but in a good way. It's almost like um, stream song. Right. Yeah. Most of your yeah. courses in Florida, you know, they're the kind of the Parkland style. It's You know, lush fairways, plenty of trees, everything like that. And then you go to Stream Song and it's got that more of a natural look and feel to it. So I I think it, in a good way, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. It's
1: just
2: what struck me the most about it was just how wide open it was. Like walking the back nine, you could see like every single hole on the back nine Mm
0: -hmm. or on the
2: front nine. Like, I mean, I I do, in a way, feel like maybe what stands out the most about it is just that it's so spread out. Like, everything in that area is very condensed and everything's very tight. That's true for most courses in a lot of, like, cities. But, yeah, it did kind of feel like its own, like, it wasn't, I didn't feel like I was in Maryland when I was at Congressional. Like, right. Right. I didn't feel like I was 30 minutes outside of DC or even less like it was it was definitely I did feel a little bit out of place but mm-hmm. it, it was it was it was really pretty though like it was yes. it made sense
1: yeah I was telling Madison in the beginning of the week like these photos like obviously I wasn't there but, like these photos are amazing like I was I was telling him like just from the photos I've seen like this looks like the most
0: beautiful course I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I mean, it's, and I, I will hold on. Let's, it could be one of the most beautiful it's definitely on the list now. Right. And I think that's what needed to happen with congressional because I'm not really sure, but the last tournament that was played at congressional was was it 2018, 2019? It didn't seem like they'd had any major tournaments since then. I think it would
1: have been 2016 because I believe Justin Rose
0: was the last champion there. Okay. So kind of to my point, right. Um, It had been a a tour stop kind of on the regular. And then I just almost felt like maybe it looked too much like everything else. So, you know, people want to see something different. Right. And I think, what everyone saw this week was a completely different course and i think you know because you had people not not just the the LPGA players that were playing the course but you had people from you know the PGA tour talking about it a lot of other golf commentators and you know journalists they were just talking about how great the course looks and you don't really hear about that that much right it's more about the golf it's more about it being a major but so many people were talking about congressional as a course, I just think you'll see a lot more tournaments show up there.
1: Which is great for us because, I mean, we're in the area. And I feel like, you know, they took away the D.C. tournament, I think, two years ago, maybe last year. Like, they went to Detroit last year. Mm -hmm. Um, So we really have nothing in the area. I think maybe what the Wyndham Championship is the closest to us for the PGA Tour. We used to have Kings Mill with the LPGA Tour. That's now gone. Um, So, yeah, the more tournaments we can get in the area is great for us.
0: Yeah, and I mean Kingsmill kind of losing the the LPGA was was tough because that was so close to us. But mm-hmm. um, I, I would I would much rather see them play at Congressional. Um, you know, even if they made that a regular stop, I would love to see them play at Congressional instead of Kingsmill every year. No but, disrespect to Kingsmill. No, Kingsmill. none at all.
1: Kingsmill wants to have us out. We need, <laughs> yeah. None at all. We, none at all. Except um, now, Meg, you played a very special role uh, this week. Would you like to talk about that?
2: Yeah, so uh, a lot of the LPGA tournaments, I'm not sure if they do this on the PGA too, um, but basically, they encourage junior golfers or just kids interested in golf to come out and volunteer in one way or another and a lot of the times they give us the opportunity to be standard bearers. So basically what that means is the standard is the sign with the last names and then the red and black numbers uh, symbolize the score. And basically we just carry the sign and we're assigned to a group and we stick with them for their full round. Uh, I did it on Thursday and Saturday this week and it is not an easy job. Um, I think that's why they encourage juniors to do it because it is a lot of walking but uh it was a great time nonetheless got to see some really good golf and meet some idols i guess you would say um i did it twice this week could have done it three times but decided to prioritize my health um so yeah it was a great experience i've done it a few years back when we had king's mill um it was it was way harder than i remember it being but that might be because it was at congressional with no shade and the sun beaming down but um yeah it was great
1: so you said you, you got to meet some idols of yours who, who who'd who you meet this week
2: so my group on thursday was i had two uh groups of three so on thursday i had pernilla lindbergh sung sun young park and miriam lee um so Pernilla Lindbergh is, she's really sweet, really good golfer. She missed the cut this week, but, um, overall she's just great. And she's very personable and shook my hand after and took a picture with me. So she was great. Uh, Sungyeon Park is very, I don't know. You guys familiar with her. She dominated back in like 2019, 2018. Um, she is so solid. Um, but she's very quiet she definitely keeps to herself she's all business on the course but she was nice when uh we did shake hands twice so that was that was um nice
1: did she uh make the cut
2: she did actually she uh she was two over on the day on thursday and then on friday she went out and shot four under Mm, so maybe i was her bad luck charm but I was gonna say that. that. <laughs> you don't have say, to get into that.
1: Your first player missed the cut. I was gonna say. I was like, just imagine okay, all three okay. of the players just all missed the nope, cut. Nope,
2: nope. Miram Lee made the cut on the number. Um, nice. she's she's very sweet. Her parents were out there the whole time, which I thought was really cool. And then on Friday, me and my dad just spectated. It was so hot and so humid and so gross. Um, but. Yeah, we got out of there in like two hours, probably max. And then Saturday, I did standard for Angel Yin, Yukasaso, and Pornanong Patlum. Um, and that was great. Very enthusiastic group, I guess you would say. Angel Yin is very um, outspoken. And I think it's kind of refreshing to see that in the women's game. Um, she bombs it with her drives. Um, and she is very expressive. She's super funny. Um, she was great. And then Yu Kasaso, who I have been watching since she won the U S open last year, I was glued to my TV watching her at Olympic, but, um, she's just so cool. Like, I don't know what other words I could use to describe her. She's so cool. And she's, she's still a kid. I think she's, pro- she's probably, she's maybe 21 um she's still very young and it shows and not not in a bad way she's so spunky and cool and her attitude is so positive um she takes aggressive lines and she's she's just I I was in awe of how powerful she is and she takes a lot of inspiration from Rory um She's talked about that in interviews before, and I really did see the resemblance in her swing. Um, So she was really cool. And then Pornong Patlam, she's so positive. Uh, She went into Saturday three under. Her round on Saturday was six over on the day. So she had a rough round, but after she was so positive, shaking hands, smiling, signing autographs, and she was just really sweet. So yeah, all of my experiences were super positive, um, and I was really glad to meet everyone. So, yeah.
1: Awesome. Now, I want to get to the golf today. Um, I'm sure you all had a chance to watch, correct? Yeah.
2: Yeah, wow. I watched the finishing holes of the KPMG, and then mm, I saw what unfolded at the Travelers, and then I had to turn yeah. it off.
1: So we'll talk, about the KPN, we'll talk about the and We'll talk about the KPMG first before we get to the travelers a little bit later in the show. Um, but I mean, like, where do we want to start? Do We want to start with the champion, or do we want to start with with Lexi?
0: No, let's start with the let's start with the champion. Um, so NG Chun had the lead wire to wire. I mean, so she was I think eleven under after the first round, and was it five shots clear of second place? I mean, it just kind of seemed like she was going to run away with it and then backed up a little bit. We saw her have, um, you know, a little bit of a shaky round on Saturday. And, you know, I think if it was anyone else, because, I mean, she's she's been pretty successful on tour already. But I think if it was anyone else, um, you know, kind of seeing your your score go the opposite direction and everyone kind of come back to you, um, it would have looked a little bit different. But I mean, even after bogeys, you know, when they show her on camera, she still had a smile on her face. I mean, she still seemed very positive going into it, even when Lexi, you know, completely just took away her lead and they were tied. And then Lexi was, was one up. And I think at one point Lexi was two shots clear. And then, um, yeah, I mean, obviously Lexi had some issues on the back, but I think that was the one takeaway I had is just that, you know, while even when Inji Chun was struggling um, and, you know, kind of watching her lead go away, she still was extremely positive the entire time.
1: I feel like that's something you definitely see a lot more on the LPGA Tour versus the PGA Tour.
2: Agreed. Yeah, Um, they're so composed and they're so calm throughout it all. Um, You know, they miss a three-footer and they're just – like laughing at themselves, like how do they do that? Like, what in the world? When on the PGA tour you would see um some broken putters, oh yeah, few choice words. Yeah. So it's it's them. pretty refreshing to watch. And I think a lot of amateurs can take
1: where do we think that comes from?
2: Inspiration from that.
1: What do we think?
2: The composure or the PGA? <laughs> uh
1: the composure of the LPGA players.
2: Um A lot of them, and I've learned this through my coach, have these people who, you know, have mindset coaches. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of it too is, I feel like, just maybe the culture that, not to get too into it here, but girl golfers are brought up in. It's very like, you need to keep your cool. You can't be hot headed. Like, That's a no go. Um, Mm -hmm. when I feel like if the guys are a little bit more expressive, they're passionate and they care so much and they want to win so bad. But, um, I think obviously full credit to the women, because I can't, I I know for sure I can't stay that composed if I blow a lead or something like that. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's just different. They're so solid and so well-composed.
0: Mm -hmm. yeah I think I feel like I can only think of a couple guys well I say a couple guys the the ones you see the most on tour that you know can be completely composed um you know even in adversity and uh they just it just kind of seems like a lot of things don't don't bother them but definitely on the LPGA from what I saw this week because you know saw some really loose shots some shots that I thought were really good but just got penalized because they landed in the wrong spot I think um what was it? 16 was one of those. I mean, if you hit the ball, you know, too far, you got um, you landed on the, on the downslope, just a little too much. It could actually run through the fairway um, into a little bit of the longer stuff. But I mean, it's, it's a drive right down the middle. So, you know, where I think a lot of, a lot of people would have, um, you know, been a little bit more expressive. A lot of the, um, the LPGA golfers we saw just kind of, you know, they got there, they got down to business and they just rolled with it Um so, and I guess I was going to ask, like, like, do you think it's more like, I guess in some ways, maybe the, the LPGA is a little more close knit. Maybe the players are a little bit. I know on the PJ tour, there's like little pods of guys, um, that, that all hang out. I mean, you've seen, I don't know, probably 60,000 photos of, uh, Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth as kids, um, and their, their little group, but, um, it just seems like all the players there after one of them wins, there's always, you know, 10, you know, 10 other players waiting on the green to congratulate them. And you just don't see that on the PJ tour.
2: Yeah, I think um, part of it is. I guess, dare I say it's a lack of ego, like oh. <laughs> they. I mean, is that controversial to say? Um, I mean, and I don't then, think so. No. On top of that, I think, you know, being a woman who plays golf, you're already kind of isolated from the other women who don't play golf or from the men who play golf. So I feel like there's that, I guess, community that they all feel like, okay, we're in this together. Like we have a mission to prove that we can do this and we can play at the highest level and execute when we need to. So I think it's kind of a their community versus the PGA Tour, where it's just these individual groups of guys who maybe don't get along or are always neck and neck, or there's just so much camaraderie and so much respect between the LPGA women um, that I'm sure a lot of the guys on the PGA Tour have with each other, but it just shines differently through the women's game. And I think a big part of that is the idea that there aren't a lot of women who play golf professionally. So that's kind of the bonding agent of it all.
0: Yeah. And I think too, you know, one of the things I noticed this week is, um, the amount of, of young kids that were out there. Um, I mean, I know you see a decent amount at some of the PJ tour events as well, but there's also just a lot of, you know, grown adults that are out there having a good time, but it, for the events I've been to on the LPGA at Kingsmill and of course at congressional as well, seems like the, the, um, there's so many more young kids out there and the players make sure that they almost interact with every single one of them. I I was standing on 18. I think um, Lauren Coughlin and Georgia Hall were coming through. And uh, I think it was Robin Ree who horrible 18 hole for 18th hole for her, but still, even after all that made time to come up and talk to, you know, all all the kids that were waiting for them at eighteen, and I know uh, other tours, you could probably you would probably guess that most of those people are just going to get breezed on by as they're going to the scoring tent. They really made sure that they stopped and spoke to everyone. Um, I heard, heard, overheard Georgia Hall talking to a girl, um, I don't know, for a couple minutes just about golf and and some other things. So that, I think that was really kind of refreshing and and good to see. It didn't really matter what their score was or how their round went they just really wanted to interact and i think that's that's how you get youth into golf um is by allowing them to uh to kind of meet their idols and and you know i don't know get yeah, pushed on of. to do it
1: yeah just like we talk about all the time with, with my job is like creating those relationships right like yeah. those little kids are gonna remember it forever like mega what was your first uh pga tour lpga tour event you've ever gone to
2: I went to the Kingsmill, oh, I was probably like 11 years old, and I remember going, my dad got us, me and my friend behind the ropes passes, and we got to walk with uh, Jessica Corda for one of her practice rounds, and that was, I thought it was the coolest thing ever, and I thought she was so cool, and she is, but um, yeah, I have like all of the flags, from the times I went to Kingsville and got so many autographs and they're just so interactive and so fun. And I think the, they just make it look so fun. And I feel like a lot of the time you don't see that on the PGA tour because they're all business. And that's, that, that's something to appreciate too, but also, you know, if you're trying to grow the game, keep it fun, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, yeah. I remember all of those experiences. I have tons of signed golf balls and yeah, those are just like core memories. I feel like, um, for me with golf. So yeah.
1: Yeah. Let's get into something maybe, uh, not so fun and that's yeah. poor putting.
0: Yeah. And I, a
1: adversity. Yeah. I have, I experienced, you know, a lot of bad putting in my, in my golf game. Uh, but Lexi Thompson today, I mean, on full display, I believe on 14, she had a, a two-footer, two-and-a-half-footer for par, didn't touch the hole. Mm-hmm. Right, you're coming down the stretch on 18 with a birdie putt. You leave it low side and you leave it short. I mean, I just, as a professional golfer, I know we talked about Will Zalatoris last week. But I just don't understand as a professional golfer how like I don't want to call her putting bad, but it just was not good.
0: yeah, it it almost seems I don't want to say yippy because it's it's really not. like if you watch her put like if you went back and you watched her putting for the first three rounds, you would think that, you know, she's fine. like everything's good. But it just seemed like when it got to the point where, it was like you really, you really have to go out and you have to make a putt to win this tournament. Like you, you're gonna have to take this because you know Minji Lee had already posted a four under. Inji um, Chun's not going anywhere. Like she's not gonna back off. And it's just those little putts that you have to make in in tournaments like this, especially a major. And it just seems a little yippy. Like that one that you're talking about. I think even the the announcers were saying it, it just seems like she was like trying to will it into the hole instead of just getting up there. Going through your um your pre-shot routine and just making the putt. Um, it's I don't know, it just seems like she doesn't she struggles in the big moments, I guess. Yeah. yeah. She's almost I think like most a... of
2: it's mental.
0: It's it's gotta be because she's got the game, right? I mean, we, we watch her, you know, week in and week out and She hits the ball well. She hits it really far. Her irons are good. I mean, even looking at that shot into, what was it, 18, right? So she blocks it a little bit right into the rough, um, you know, and it's – that hole doesn't set up for being in the rough, right, because it's downhill – the green is pretty much surrounded by water. I mean, the pin placement on 18 or on Saturday, I'm sorry, was only a couple of paces on from the back. So if you went a little far, you're in the water. So obviously having to prepare for a flyer or anything like that, she gets up and knocks it to like 10 feet and you're thinking, okay, this is your shot because Angie Chun hits it um, kind of towards the front of the green. It bounces and gets over that little ridge and it's on the back at that point. So she's got a tough putt um, ahead of her. And it just seemed like, you know, she one should have been in that position to to begin with, but it it just seemed like it never even was, was close. So um, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Love her as a player, but it just, those, those moments are tough to watch. Yeah, for sure. We've all been there. Those
2: short putts are so crucial.
1: also like the hardest ones to make like Mm -hmm. just for for any golfer right anything inside six feet you're just like all right i'm so close to the hole like my buddies over here they're watching me they're like oh like he should probably make this if it's for par or it doesn't matter like inside six feet you're thinking i should make this and i don't know i feel like whenever you're in that mindset you know the cup becomes so much smaller it's just so hard to make
0: yeah well you talk about um insult to injury so lexi was also fined two thousand dollars after a round for slow play they were put on the clock and this is, i find to be uh, i don't know a little much right so weren't they, get,
2: they the last group
0: they were the last group they yeah, got put on they- the clock on the last two holes they get put on the clock no 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 no. no. yeah what no they, they were on the clock for almost the entire back nine were they really yes uh, well maybe she was they were just finally out of position but yeah so she was fined two thousand dollars um for slow play after the round and maybe that was one of the reasons why the putting went away but um wow that's unbelievable I, know. Is that I didn't had a major
2: got... in the yeah. final group
1: yeah that right. we need to, that do is do we...
2: ridiculous
1: now meg right why does you don't get put on the clock because you're not holding up the group behind you like there are checkpoints basically at each T box where you need to be right. So it doesn't matter if you're holding a group behind you, or if there's no one behind you. Like
0: you gotta be. Well, so top. here, so here's my question though. And I don't know this, I'd probably have to go back and look, but I wonder if anyone was put on the clock on Saturday because the rounds on Saturday were egregiously long. And it, so they was were, it, I, think, yeah. I think they were also, I think one of the reasons for this is they did threesomes on split tees and they were having to cart people from 18 all the way back up to one. And I think uh, people just got out of position that way because I was on 11 tee box and I remember waiting, let's see, I'm trying to think. I think it was your group. It was Angel Yen. They were all, they had teed off. They were all on the green and then walking to 12 tee before the next group even showed up. Mm. So, like I said, I mean, if you're not putting anybody on the clock on Saturday, but you do it on the final round to the but final group, I get what you're saying. I know what you're going to say. Go ahead. What am I going to say? You're going to say you can't you can't pick and choose when you want to. You can definitely pick and choose. You're right. So, on Saturday, everyone was playing slow, correct? I don't so- know that the rounds were moving any quicker today. I couldn't tell you that because I wasn't there. and I, I mean, you can't tell that from TV coverage.
1: So, I mean, it's kind of like a case by case. I don't know if it's case by case by case, but if across the board, right, on average on Saturday, those rounds are taking five hours. But today, right at that last group is still on that five hour pace, but everyone else is at four and a half. Like, yeah, that's when you go on the clock.
2: My round on Thursday, not kidding, was probably six hours.
0: Yeah, they were they were saying average was five and a half. Whoever made the
2: tee times. Oh, I just want to talk. Like oh, it was, it was, it's just weird. I don't know. They must've had a reason for doing it the way they did,
0: well, but it they, was just weird. They said it was coverage. They could only get coverage for a certain time frame, And that's why they yep. had to do threesomes on split tees, which I think is a little, a little much, right? I mean, it's, it's a major, that's um, another
2: thing that's annoying.
0: Like it's, it's their time to shine. It's yeah. And to, to make them do split tees in threesomes, I just thought it was a, a bad look. Um, because, I mean, so we got there, I'm trying to think, close to like 9.30 or, or 10. We got to see the leaders tee off. And then, I mean, everyone was pretty much done by 4.30. I mean, it was just so quick. Like, I mean, it was almost like they were just, you know, trying to get people in and out of there as fast as possible. And I think maybe the players felt rushed, but, uh, clearly they weren't because five and a half hour rounds is is a bit much, but I just think the threesomes and uh split tees kind of contributed to that because yeah. 18 and one are not close. No. Like, I mean, if, if you've been there, I know Maggie you were there, but if you've been there, 18 and one are not close. So everyone has to wait for a cart on 18 to get picked up and they're driven around to one. Um, and that's, you know, saying that people don't have to stop, you know, go to the bathroom, get water, anything like that on the way there so um i don't know
2: and i don't know if this is normal but on saturday they did groups off 10 and groups off 1 they put the bottom half the leaderboard off of 10 and the top half off of 1 and
0: like i don't think it is not for a major yeah. i mean i i know on a pga saturday? i know pga they wouldn't do that they've um, done it before i think they did it in the masters one year when
1: they expected rain in the afternoon yeah and but that that is understandable have, right yeah. but there was well, the there was... same thing You got to make sure your champion is tapping in before four o'clock, right? Because their broadcast time was from, on NBC golf, it was one to four, right? So you got to make sure your champion's tapping in by four o'clock. So I don't know if you got to look at it, like what time do we have to be done by? Obviously you can only start, but so early, right? So if we have to be done by four, then you just got to do what you got to do.
2: That's another thing. Can you imagine if... Golf Channel decided. Okay, it's Sunday at the Men's PGA Championship. We're gonna give them a one to four slot, and then play the Meyer LPGA Classic for from four to eight. Can you yes. imagine if they did that?
0: Unfortunately, that would never happen. But um, be on CBS. No,
2: like, can you yeah. imagine <laughs> on Thursday? Uh, they they stopped putting it on Golf Channel at three o'clock.
0: Yeah. Like that's yeah,
2: just bizarre to me. And then they're scheduling tea times around when they're going to be on TV. Like, yeah. hey, give them, the, give them the time.
0: Yeah. And I mean, or- I, think you could, I think you can still, I think you could have still achieved and hit your, your coverage gap just depending on when you sent people off. I mean, okay, so here was the thing, right? So Saturday was, I guess, summer solstice, longest day of the year or something like that. Plenty of daylight out there. Right. You could have sent them off early, early. And you know, your your people who are not really in contention, send them off really early off one. I mean, you could have gotten everybody off one T and done it that way. Cause it's just so tough when you're one, when you're following them on the ground, right? Because you're like, well, who who do I want to yeah, see? And then you're either confusing. you're like on the back of the course for a while, then you're on the front, then you're on the back again. It's so one, that's really tough. And then two, when you're watching it on TV and you see okay let's say jessica corda he's like oh she's already on 17 well she started on 10 now she's on she's, I, I don't know i just think a major split tease uh, maybe on saturday or i'm sorry on thursday friday but friday saturday everyone should be playing the holes in order i mean i'm sorry agree, Saturday, agree. saturday sunday everyone should be playing the holes in order yeah, yeah. i disagree I, I know you would, but... That's why it works. What? You that's why think it works. about the viewer. You have I, to think about the viewer.
1: You cannot put whoever is in like T65, right? The last place, but they also made the cut. Like, if Lexi and them were teeing off at 11 o'clock today, do you know what time they would have to go off? They would have to go off at like 6 a.m.
2: Who? Well, why don't they send the leaders... Do they not send the leaders off at like... 12 or 1 because of tv time
1: so they sent them off at 11 because of tv time
0: right because they have to they have to hit a certain and here so here's my thing right so what was it uh us open right so it was golf channel nbc peacock and something else why couldn't they just start the coverage if i was them i'd maybe negotiate start the coverage on peacock who cares who's in last place and watch them tee off and then move your coverage gap back because so the men's tournament ended at what do you remember what time Sterling?
1: like six thirty-five p.m seven o'clock
0: okay yeah i mean you still could have fit both of them in there one finishing on golf channel one finishing on nbc or cbs
1: well i mean you can't pick and choose between cbs and nbc it's either one or the other
0: well, I don't know. Who, everyone gets certain contracts. They get a certain portion of the year. So I don't know who had it this week.
1: Well, yeah, CBS has like the more high profile. Okay. And I don't think the LPGA has anything on CBS. I think they're strictly NBC golf channel. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's probably right.
1: So, I mean, and it's, it's, it's unfortunate because it shouldn't, you shouldn't be able to compare the 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 women's pga to the travelers right mm-hmm. like the women's pga should take precedent did i say that right mm-hmm. you know it's a big word for me uh they should take precedent over the travelers championship because one's just more important than the other right yeah. um i mean in a, in a perfect world it would have been roles would have been reversed right travelers would have had the one to four all right that goes off they can go on peacock whatever um but, I mean, you just, you got to think about the viewers. Cause like, with the, again, if they're, if, if last place, but they also made the cut is taking off at 6am. Like you got volunteers to worry about people working the grounds. Like how, how are they going to cut the grass? You're know, not boring it.
0: Like, so, yeah. I don't so know. It, it all f-
2: just goes back to the TV time.
0: Yeah. And, and so here's, here's the catch with that. Right. Cause it's just one of those things where, if you ask the TV execs, they say um, the LPGA doesn't have as many viewers, right? That's just the way it is. But I would almost say maybe the reason they don't have the viewership is because it's never on TV. So how do you even know when to watch or anything? Mm -hmm. Because half the time. Like I know that on a Sunday afternoon, depending on where the tour is, I can put it on CBS or NBC and I know I can watch golf coverage, but I mean, I half the time I'm gonna be honest, I don't even know where I could find LPGA coverage, Golf yeah. Channel sometimes, weird times during the day too. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're more likely to catch Champions Tour um, on Golf Channel or um, I don't know maybe some DP reruns. But so that's that's kind of the catch with it. Yeah, also-
2: during the men's majors, they probably play the women's events that are going on. Um, at the same time, at, like... They put it on at, like, 9 p.m. to...
1: Well, you got... You yeah, know, they,
2: 9 p.m. to 1. Like, what, nobody's watching that. So no wonder it doesn't well, have the yeah. viewership, you know?
1: Well, you got to think, also, like, what they try to do is, if the PGA is on the East Coast, they try to flip it for a Champions Tour in LPGA. They'll try to put them out in California where a three-hour time difference. hmm Right? So you can still... I mean... I guess it's not technically prime time because they're three hours behind. But like, 9 o'clock here is 6 o'clock there. So, that's why you get your golf channel at, like, 9 p.m., 10 p.m. They're doing their – the the LPGA is finishing up, or the Champions Tour is finishing up, and you get, like, that post-PGA Tour extra tournament. And this week, unfortunately, like, PGA Tour is in Connecticut. Yeah, they're both on the East Coast this week. So. Right. So I just, I don't know, unfortunate situation, um, but you know, it is what it is. Shout out to the MAPGA, Meg. I'll see uh, who was doing the tea times for today and see if we can't uh, get uh, get you in a meeting with them. Mm-hmm. The MAPGA is the section I work in for the PGA and uh, we uh, accept all feedback, so thank you for that. <laughs>
2: You're welcome. I'd be glad (laughs) to provide my experience.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll see what we can do. Maybe you should uh, carry the stand a little faster then.
2: (laughs) Okay. It's not my fault.
1: You said you are about to die out there, right?
2: I mean, one of the girls, uh, Angel Yin, she was like, everybody's playing so slow. She said it out loud. I was like, they are right. Well, also, Um,
1: let's think about this for a second. Who controls the pace of play? yeah the players Mm -hmm. so they are literally in control of their own pace Mm -hmm. if everyone has an issue with it why not just play
0: faster yeah i mean
2: they do take a while
0: i do get that and you know i don't know i will say angel Yin is probably one of the fastest players i've seen she's like go 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 literally gets the t-box i mean maybe has a word or two with her caddy throws the tee in the ground and then rips it and then walks off. That's it. I mean, that it's really that fast for her. So I understand where, where, why she would say that the pace was so slow, but I don't know. I mean, I just feel like on a Saturday, once again, we come back to this, but threesomes on a Saturday, I think is just a bit much. um, and, And it probably had some, some issues with that, but also a course that they've never seen before. So all of them are, are, you know, trying to, to figure this out. I know that you do have a couple practice rounds ahead of time. Um, but, you know, in a major, conditions are are dialed up a little bit. So that could be one of the reasons as well. But um, I don't know. I, I did see. So Yucasaso on Saturday coming down 18, blocks her drive right into the kind of the the fescue or whatever they want, that kind of the natural area. And um, I will say probably one of the fastest rulings I've ever seen. Um, There's a a netting that they're using to kind of grow in this new grass that's still exposed at the bottom. So I guess they had deemed it, you know, a free drop. Um, So that was, that was her issue, but she really got up there so quick. They identified the problem, got the rules official over her and her caddy were having discussions about what the shot they were going to hit the entire time. And I mean, it it just seemed like it went so quick and I've seen some rulings on the PJ tour that, I mean, they can go to commercial break and come back, and they're still going back and forth with it. So um, I will say that was pretty refreshing to see. And the shot that she hit over the tree into the 18th green was ridiculous. Honestly, absolutely ridiculous.
2: shot. I was kind of just standing there awkwardly in the fairway because I didn't know where to go. um, Because they, the thing about the LPGA players that I personally was with, they they take a while to hit their shots, but then once they hit their shot, they are on the move. Like it doesn't matter if they shanked it into the hazard, they are on the move. Um, oh dear. People, people left the greens before the other people in their group were finished putting. So I think there was this common understanding that like, okay, we're playing slow. Like we need to, yeah, we need to get on. But so Angel and, um, the other Pornanong sh- were up near the hazard and Yuka was kind of in the fescue area and I was just standing in the middle of the fairway and I didn't know what to do but I got to see her hit that shot and I didn't even see where the ball went but as soon as she hit it people people were like just in awe of how great that shot was and like I don't think I'll ever hit a shot like that ever. It was, they get so much. I don't know what the word is. Maybe one of you can help me with this, but I can't describe it as anything other than like pop. They get so much like pop from their drivers, their woods, and their long irons.
0: Mm-hmm. That's yeah,
1: perfect. No, you,
2: I
0: think that's what do you call that, Madison? I would say pop. Yeah. Uh, okay. Flu- like flushing it. I mean, what yeah, do you they, want to, I mean? The compressible. Well, okay. Yeah. But pop too.
1: Yeah.
2: I think it's more fun than Yeah. No, you're
0: 100%. Yeah. I'm the, I'm yeah. yeah. This is like, the the PGA professional over here. So mm-hmm. it is compressing right. the ball. I'm we, the old school way. When you take yeah. a lesson with Sterling, you have compressed the ball well um, if it pops. So
2: out of the yeah. rough, so yeah. much compression.
0: Yeah. And it was, it was a tough shot too, because she was yeah. kind of, so that one of the trees, I mean, like I said, there was only a handful, but there was one tree on the right of eighteen, and she, she was kind of blocked out by it. So, listening to her and her caddy talk, they were actually using um, one of the Rolex clocks as their as their line, and she was going to draw it back in from there. Um, so, just to kind of see them go through that process and figure out, you know, hey, this is where we're going to aim, this is what we want the ball to do, and then pull it off with, I don't know. I mean, there was probably. 60 people underneath that tree that had to get moved to do it and then of course we're all standing around her as well um but to be able to pull that shot off and have it get up on the green was was crazy because i know if i had that many people standing around me and i had to do that it wouldn't have been in well for anybody so um it's it's just amazing to see these guys you know these guys and girls do it every week um on tour pull these shots off
2: yeah i think with the two groups I did standard rare for, I probably saw one shot that was not good. Like the swing was not good. I saw one shot. <laughs> now I'm no, I'm no expert, but um, I saw one bad shot.
1: Would you uh, care to explain what happened?
2: Um, Pornanong was on one of the long par fives on the back. Um. I can never remember golf holes. That's fine. Um, but she was in the rough and she was taking a fairway wood, and she, I think she kind of just gave up on it, I guess, which is something I know amateurs use that phrase a lot because I do it a lot. But um, it just came off the face kind of strange, and then just
1: didn't have the pop, huh?
2: Nope, didn't have the <laughs> pop. It, it no pop. It went like,
1: yeah, it's a podcast. So you waving your hand. Yeah, I know.
2: I'm trying to get one of you guys to recognize what I'm doing. Like, yeah, what is it? Sliced
0: fade, like a like a block. She like
2: sliced like, it, blocked yeah. it, sliced it, something, and it pro- and it rolled up in the fairway. Still, she was still in the in the. I think she was in the first. I guess she was just in the rough, but she recovered mm-hmm. fine. Um, made bogey, but um. Uh, That was the only shot I saw that was like a true mishit. And you would not believe the amount of times they hit their drives and they bring their hands up to their heads or they're shaking their head and they're like, they can't even look at it. And it's in the fairway. Mm, Yeah. It's it's just, it's just probably 15 yards off of where they wanted it to be. Like... (laughs) they are just a few, st- there are a few strides off the rough and they're just yeah. like devastated, but then they, you know, bring it back up. And it's just like, I, I would love to be that disappointed in myself for hitting a shot like that.
1: <laughs> I mean, because that's the difference, right? Crazy. Between amateur golf and LPGA PGA tour players.
0: Yeah. So I'll, Meg, I'll, I'll ask you this since you were there most of the weekend, you got to walk with some players and then, um, you know just kind of observe it as well what would you say one of your one of the best shots you saw um over the weekend was
2: um on the hole with the church in the back I think it's 16 16 15, 15, yeah. 16 um on my first day on Thursday Sung Park do you guys know who she is
0: I think I saw her she's a little bit. She's tall, way. short hair, yeah.
2: Korean. She's she's very good. She dominated like three or four years ago. But um she duffed it out of the bunker, um, was on like a very steep slope. Um and she I guess she had some type of wedge in her hand, and she made she sunk a probably 30 foot chip with Mm. a weird stance straight out of a bunker like she was on the lip basically and she just sunk it and she would just they're so composed and sometimes i just want them to like celebrate (laughs) but yeah yeah that was a great shot and then obviously yuka's on 18 was amazing um
0: yeah I'll, i'll say so yuka's probably the one of the most dramatic ones, but, um, so towards the end, end of my day there, I caught Brooke Henderson on, let's see, she was on 17. Um, so just over the back and not, not like really in the rough kind of just past the fringe though. And, um, just kind of interesting to see her process on that. So talking to her, her caddy, um, you know, I thought maybe putter uh, I, I thought maybe wedge as well. And then they go to the bag and she pulls out a hybrid. And I was like, oh man, this is going to be really interesting to see. Obviously, she's trying to just get the ball on the ground and get it rolling quickly. So, really, with no hesitation, her caddy goes up there and she shows her the line um, that they want to take and um, just gets up this little, just quick little backswing and it just rolls and it never left the hole. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't like it fell in the side or anything like that. It never left the hole right into the heart, and um, you know, kind of like you said, not a ton of celebration or anything like that. Just kind of, you know, everyday stuff for her. But I thought that was probably one of the cre- most creative um, that I saw, but one of the best um, as well.
2: Yeah, I also think Lexi's shot on eighteen. Her second shot was really well done. Um, if if you remember, she lost her driver a little bit out to the right side of the fairway and um she ended up having a fine lie but as soon as she hit the ball she was like i guess she was telling it to stop or she was telling it to get down she thought it came came out a little too fast and it was right on line and i was like okay that's probably gonna go over but she took such an aggressive line but she executed it so well and it ended up being i don't know pretty close to the hole obviously she missed the birdie putt but that was a really cool shot to see the the amount of confidence they have with their irons especially their short irons is really really admirable
0: yeah definitely so what do you think sterling Anything else you want to talk about? I know where you're kind of living through us because we were there. I sent you a yeah. ton of photos on Saturday, but Do yeah, You have anything
2: tough. to? You have any opposing viewpoints to anything?
0: Opposing to viewpoints. Welcome, welcome to my life. Welcome to my life. That's how it is every week. Uh
1: no no I mean I think we covered it, covered it all. Uh yeah it sucks that I couldn't be out there but I uh, got to bring home the bacon. Um no I mean. Hopefully we can get out to some more events this year. I know we got the Presidents Cup uh, in North Carolina. Yep, we got the Wyndham. So hopefully we can get out to some some more events.
2: Uh, two and one's still going to be going strong. And uh, when when is the Solheim Cup in Virginia? Twenty
0: twenty four. Twenty. It is twenty twenty four, isn't it?
2: All right, y'all y'all gotta hang on, so we can cover that
0: yeah we'll be around we'll, we'll have on the around. on
2: the ground recording
0: <laughs> we'll be around at some point yep yep in some way for sure
1: all right Meg, are you gonna hang around and uh let's uh be a part of the rest of the show or what, what do you got going on for the rest of the day
2: well it is currently nine fifty at night <laughs> <laughs> so um, trying no to fool the be... viewers
0: I was <laughs> on say... a
2: on a sunday night uh you can yeah. cut this part out right
0: uh, we're, we're not we don't we're gonna leave it in no we don't cut it <laughs> no. we don't cut anything um
2: but no i don't have anything else going on at 9 50 on this sunday night yeah
0: so. well let's what's our next topic are we talking live next are we talking yeah, travelers
1: yeah we'll try to go through this pretty quickly because i know we're getting close to the uh hour mark or just over the hour mark so yeah let's talk about we'll go live the recent signings this week um we'll we'll talk about the travelers real quick and then We'll briefly talk about Augusta. Okay. So Live Golf, Live Golf series, I believe they um, pick back up in Portland this week. Yes. Um, um,
0: Pumpkin Ridge.
1: Pumpkin Ridge. Yep. So they sign Brooks Kapka. Mm-hmm. They have Abraham Answer.
0: Yep. Matthew Wolf. Matthew Wolf is a recent very recent signing. Oh why just are came they taking tonight.
2: all of my favorites?
0: all
1: your
2: well, favorites i i've always liked matthew wolf and i've always liked abraham answer and i've always yeah. liked kevin na now they're oh, all- are, you a,
1: are you a big fan of kevin na
2: no i'm not a big fan uh. i just thought his energy was very refreshing and i thought he's very oh. he's a very cool guy awesome and, and his family is really cute and i followed them on instagram Yes, yeah, <laughs> so you probably don't.
0: You probably don't want to go back and listen to our uh, first episode or second episode I think we. I
2: did. I think I listened to Kevin. Uh, I listened to the first one. I've heard. I've heard the thoughts yeah from Sterling's awesome. half.
0: Yeah, we should have. We should have brought
1: you in a lot sooner. Um. So I mean, I think we got to start with the big name, right? Yeah. Abraham, Abraham answer? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matthew, <Sure>. nah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Brooks Kepka, right? Yeah. World number
0: doesn't matter i don't don't care about him he's he's up there he's he's top 20 at least is he i'm pretty sure he is well that's interesting maybe he's maybe he's not maybe he's not
1: either way so he's a four-time major winner yep we've heard rumors i don't think the numbers come out yet but i believe it's in the hundred right hundred million something
0: I think it's oh. probably higher than that. Do you think really think he's gonna let them pay Bro- or Bryson more than him? And Bryson got two hundred.
1: Bryson got two hundred.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. I think they. I think they. Yeah. I think Bryson's yeah. a big, bigger, <laughs> bigger figure. Um, well, in stature. Than yeah. Yeah. Both. Right. Than Brooks right now. I mean, what has Brooks done for us lately?
0: nothing. I mean, he, he he really hasn't been in the conversation. He's played decent at the last last couple of majors, but no, I mean, you're right. he hasn't he hasn't won anything. And it's so here's an interesting thing about it, right? And I guess this is where I understand him going. Brooks Kepka has said in several interviews he does not like playing golf. like mm-hmm. he he I mean, I think he had a sit down with with David Faraday or something. He's like, I'm just not a big fan of playing golf. He said that as long as I can remember he loves teeing it up at the majors because he knows that he always has a shot or he says he knows he always always has a shot, but regular tour stops, he could care less. So I think for him, if he knows that he can go get paid a lot of money and be allowed to still show up for the four majors, then why does he care? Um, and I also think, and there's been some, some rumors about it that there could have been a little bit of a deal with, live golf to take his brother that then mm. he would he would go along as well because we talked about it um last week or the week before chase Kepka like 17 what well, he was just just under 1800 in the world right. yeah so not really the player that you think they'd be going after but um yeah I, I know what you're saying I could definitely see like they go to Brooks
1: right Brooks knows his little brother is struggling yeah like hey you sign Chase for a certain amount of tournaments, I'll come play and in, in, in your series. So I could definitely see that for sure. Um and yeah, I mean he said it in his press conference on Tuesday before the US Open. Like he I think he said, like, why would I go over to the live series? Like I can already pick my schedule here. Yep. He already he only plays basically in the WGCs and the majors. But I mean he hasn't been playing well. He's been injured. So, like, he's just not making a whole lot of money. And, and I don't know if you guys know this, but, like, Brooks loves money. I don't know if you remember oh, the yeah. time he had the, uh, the Brinks truck on his shirt.
0: You don't remember that? Nike made a little... I, I do not remember that, but I I do believe sense. that. Yeah, and no, I understand that. But, yeah, definitely a big money guy. Yeah, for sure. But, so, here's one of the things that I saw resurface this week that I thought was interesting is... Um, I think this was earlier in the year they'd interviewed him about it and he was pretty dismissive and was like, there's no reason why I would ever need to go to live. Like I make plenty of money over here. He was, but I'm sure, I think his comment was, I'm sure some guys will sell out and take the money. That's a quote by him. Sure. Some guys will sell out and take the money. And then here we are now, June 20, I guess the news came out in the last week, but you know, we're in June and of course he's gone now. So um, I guess he was the one he was talking about that would sell out and take the money, but
1: <laughs> talking about himself in the third person.
0: Yeah. 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 That's funny.
1: Um, also they they signed Abraham Answer. Um, hasn't done a whole lot. Uh, did Abe Answer win a WGC won- last year? He won last
2: yes. year, yep.
1: Okay. Yeah, he did. So I watched it. He's been around meaning yep. like he's played well in the last few years, hasn't really taken over, got his butt kicked by Tiger um, at the President's Cup in Australia. Yep. Said he said he wanted a piece of Tiger. Tiger he got said, it. he got me or something. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so all-time line there from Tiger plus an all-time putt um, that he made on, what was that, like 16 or 17? I think it was 17 um, out in Australia. Uh, Any thoughts on Abe answer going over to the live series? Um,
0: mm, a a little surprised. um, Just because I I almost felt like he was kind of, um, I don't know. I want to say maybe he was like kind of playing, and he was like the face of Mexican golf. Would you say like on the PGA tour? Um, So Mm, I I am a little surprised, but you know, one of the things he struggled with a lot was, was his length. Um, it, it did take, you know, he was hitting some longer irons and some woods into to holes that other people weren't. Um, and his game has started to kind of struggle a little bit. So I am surprised because of more of like, we talked about the legacy thing, but mm-hmm. not surprised him. Cause I'm sure they, they threw enough money in his face and, and he went, I thought there was also a rumor that Carlos Ortiz might be going to live as well. And I know they're good friends, so maybe that was that was one of the things. Yeah. Um, and also
1: kind of another big name, uh, Matthew Wolf. Meg, I see. You, you, I, see you, I see you pouting over there. You want to yeah, talk about um, Matthew Wolf I more?
2: really like Matthew Wolf. Um, I remember back a few years back, I don't know if it's still running, um, golf channel did a show on college golf and the whole Oklahoma State versus Oklahoma thing. Um And he was on it, and that was my first introduction to him, and I really, really liked him, and I still do. Um, (laughs) But yeah, he's been he's been struggling this year on the tour, and capital S capital S has been missing cut after cut after cut. Um, I hear you. Never really plays that well at majors. Mm. Um, Really struggled this year at Augusta. He played all right last year too. Are you
1: played all right two years ago at the uh, U.S. Open? Didn't he get like top five? He was in the final pairing with Bryson.
2: Not familiar with um, you messed up in two years ago. Sorry. Oh, uh, well,
1: that's okay. Um, it was at uh, Wingfoot when Bryson won in twenty twenty.
2: Um, final pairing. I really liked him, but he he struggles a lot with. He struggled a lot on the PGA tour, and he struggled a lot with his mindset and his um. I, I listened to a podcast about golf golfers' mental health, and he he has really talked about how he struggles differentiating himself as a golfer and himself as a person. So I think the PGA Tour life and the PGA just hasn't been the best for him. So maybe he's looking to try something new. So I want to see it in the best possible light I can, but... I'm not a live supporter, so I can't. I won't be along with him for the journey, but um, (laughs) wish him the best. Um, But yeah, I feel like I've been talking to
1: Madison, Madison about Matthew Wolf for a while now. Um, (laughs) Like like you said, just miscut, miscut, miscut over and over and over again. And I want to say it was kind of around the time of like of Bay Hill I feel like he finished like almost dead last. And I looked at Master and I was just like, like When does he hang it up? Yeah, I was like, when does this guy just look himself in the mirror and be like, all right, it's it's either time to change my sweet.' he's gotta change something because nothing was working. Um but like also his world ranking, he was still like what, like thirty-fifth or something at that time. Yeah. Um so I don't know, it's just crazy. Um that he was he was world number twelve probably when he got that top five finish at the U S open. Um, and ever since then, I mean, he won on his fourth try on the PGA tour, third or fourth try. Like, yeah, it was
0: more cow at the 3M. Yep. It was um, one of their, it was like one of both of their, cause they kind of started at the same time, but one of the, one of his first starts, I yeah. mean, he hadn't, hadn't done it long. I don't know. It's just, it's,
1: it's great. It's um, who was that guy that came out on tour, maybe like Russell Henley. Did he win on his first try at, like, the Sony or something? I don't know. It's rare you see guys come out and they win in their first few starts and then they just kind of, like, disappear.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but, you know, if he finds success over there, then more power to him. I don't know if he's going to be a crusher or a, a –
1: Fireball. Def- or fireball. Or anything. Aces.
0: Uh, can I just say some of the worst names I've ever heard um, – for team names, but you know what? It is what it is, I guess. But so here's the one thing I was going to ask you about, because we were talked about this a couple of weeks ago when they first announced who their players were, and there were a couple of amateurs on there. So I'm going to say this name and it's going to be wrong. So no disrespect, um, but Eugenio Chakara, who is the number two ranked amateur in the world right now, has just signed um, a two year deal with Live as well. So I guess he really can't be suspended from the PJ tour because he's not a member yet. So do you, do you see it as a problem with live poaching these, these amateurs, like no, the, I mean, some of the high ranked amateurs? No, it's, I think for them,
1: you almost have to look at it like a, a NCAA basketball player, right? You have to do two years, I believe in college, maybe it's one year. Um, but like, when you're that young, you're like, you don't know what the money situation's like at home. Sometimes that's you true, need yeah. to lock, sometimes you just need to lock down some money. Right? Yeah. So that's how I kind of view you know his situation.
0: Well, and it yeah, and it's also tough because one of his mentors is Sergio Garcia, who is a fireball? I think a fireball? I, I think he was uh, the team captain, so probably some influence from there as well, but I just think you know, as they continue to poach these amateurs, it doesn't necessarily look as good for the future of the game because, you know, I guess it used to be everyone kind of coming out was was more concerned with legacy, and now, you know, it's money is driving everything. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and so here's something I'll, I'll tell you as well when we talk about these amateurs. So do you do you rem- remember us talking about this a couple of weeks ago, or do you does the name sound familiar, Pearson Cootie? Yep. Okay.
2: He's a twin, right?
0: He is a twin. He has a twin brother. So um, just won the national championship for Texas. They were on the national championships team together. Um, he has come out and said that Liv also approached him and his family with a big multi-million dollar deal um, to go play Live, and um, supposedly turned it down with with no hesitation. I know there's some history with his father, um, you know, being a, a player, I think before, or maybe a PGA member. I'm not hundred percent sure. I'd have to double check that. So, but the interesting thing about that, right. So they turn the money down because he says, I really want a chance to, to play on the tour and prove myself. How about he goes out in his first ever corn fairy tournament and wins today. Yeah. 20 under for the tournament. Five, I think five shots clear, five shots clear of second place. So, I mean, I, I guess kind of thumb in your nose at live a little bit, but, um, I thought that was just a really interesting story just with the amount of money they offered him and him to turn it down with no guarantee of even having a true professional career because there's nothing guaranteed at that point. There's no money guaranteed. I don't think he has any endorsement deals or anything like that, but then to, I guess, turn around coming off a national championship and go out and win the corn, his first ever corn fairy event, I thought was really, really cool.
2: Yeah, the um, Cole Hammer out of Texas also turned them down.
0: Um, oh, did he? Yep. I Cole found, Hammer's another one. Yep. It depends,
1: right? So, so I don't know if you all know about the the top five. Like, if you're top five in the college rankings, you get an automatic corn fairy corn you, fairy status for I, the year.
0: I don't know if it's if it's full status or if it's like a conditional status, and you get a hand like a certain amount of starts. Yeah. But I do know that you get something, and then after that. Is it like um, 6 to 10 or 6 to 15? They go and they get conditional status on the um, Latin America tour? Yeah, something like that. So that's what I was going to say. It just kind of depends, again, on their
1: situation.
0: Yeah. I think it does. I don't think think it does. So um, I think one of the storylines you'll hear this week more than anything else, though, from the event is it does sound like a lot of people in Portland are very upset about them coming, um, playing an event there. There were many, many members of pumpkin Ridge who have, um, resigned their membership very similar to some of the players, (laughs) but have resigned their membership there. Um, and I think it would kind of be interesting to see how it's, you know, how it happens or how it goes off in the States. I know Centurion you know, everything kind of looked over, you know, good there, but it does sound like there'll be some people protesting there. There were some, I'm trying to think the story and I don't want to get it wrong, but the story, if I remember correctly, and reading some of the articles, there was a college student. Um, I believe she was um, killed in a hit and run by a, um, I can't remember if it was like a some higher up in Saudi officials or something like that. And before he could stand trial for it, he just got whisked away and was never seen from again. Um, and is back in uh, Saudi Arabia now. So a lot of people are taking issue with that. And they have said that they're going to come out and protest the tournament. So I think it'll be a little bit interesting to see, but one of the, um, I guess on the back of the tickets, somebody had posted that it does say that you're not allowed to wear any type of um clothing that would protest. You're not allowed to have any signs. You're not allowed to have anything. And I'm sure it probably says something like that on PJ tour tickets as well, but people are just talking about it with this one. So I think it'll be interesting to see how it goes off.
1: Yeah, we'll definitely tune in uh this week. Um I believe they're still starting on Thursday and ending on Saturdays since it's only 54 holes. Um new names added. We'll see what the
0: teams are like. They have a draft party is it Tuesday or Wednesday night they have the draft party? I'm not sure. Or is it actually going to be a draft this time, I guess, is the real question. there's was only like a half draft last, last time, but. We'll see. I'm sure they already have the teams figured out. So I'm, it'll I'm
1: be sure. A, it'll be a rigged draft. Yeah. Um, but we'll definitely keep our eye on that. Um, so this week, PGA Tour in Connecticut for the Travelers. Xander Shoffley picks up his. How many wins, Madison? I'm not sure unbelievable Madison's our stack guy he's got seven is gonna get this figured out is it seven no I, I don't that think so. too high I think I, it's, I think it's five five wins so. um so I know he won in the Olympics he won this year earlier with Patrick Cantlay on his team at the Zurich not I guess do we count
0: that though yeah it's a BJ tour win okay just making sure okay
1: um so picking up his second win I believe he's our is he our fifth multiple winner from this year? Um, uh, Xander, I don't know where to be with Xander Shoffley. like He seems like a solid player, but he's not in contention enough, I feel like. Um, what are y'all's thoughts on, on Xander Shoffley and getting his, his win this year, or his second win this year?
0: I mean... I don't know. I think um, kind of very similar to to what we talked about with Lexi earlier. It does seem like Xander is let down by his putter a lot. He seems to be pretty good with his driver, finds a lot of fairways, um, really great ball striker as well, but just sometimes loses it on the greens. So, um, you know, he's one of those guys where everything kind of has to to click, I think, to, to get a win. Um, and today it's the putter, putter worked out for him so and it i looked it up so he had six so this might be his seventh win okay i got you yep
1: yeah i tell you what though so lexi picked up a win in 20 oh man he sh- sorry he Yes, she won when, when did she win her first major stack guy madison <laughs> <laughs> i can't
0: remember i think it was when let she me was, let me thumb through all this paperwork chevron, i have in front of me
1: it was it was a chevron championship or something like that was it the um it wasn't the Evian no no, no it was, I'm pretty sure it was the Chevron um but I tell you what having a big lead like Xander and I know Lexi had a, a pretty big lead going into that major um if you struggle with putting and you have that five shot lead on Saturday and, and a lead on Sunday it definitely helps the mindset of putting because you don't feel like you have to make every single putt. Yeah. So I, I definitely think that helped him uh, coming down the stretch. It also helped that his playing competitor, um, Patrick Cantley, absolutely blew up today. Oh, my gosh, I mean, yeah. I'm not sure what happened to him. I saw him hit a shot on a par three over water, and it came up mm-hmm. like, four, like 57 yards short. Yeah. I mean, absolutely fatted the, the mess out of this one ball. Um, decided to wear those blue pants that he wore last year in the FedEx Cup playoffs, and I don't know. Definitely, wasn't the same Patrick Cantlay we saw in the in the playoffs, also in the Ryder Cup. So, uh, so you're saying it was all in the pants?
2: <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't know.
1: The pants just really stood out to me. Like, <laughs> okay. White shirt, blue pants. Like, I hope he's not trying to make that his like Sunday look. Yeah. Uh, because that might be worse than Ricky. Ooh.
2: Um. Was. Thagala in contention because i saw him have a really Dark. really bad hole
1: he was Of course. yeah he had the lead on on 18 um, i like him
2: i think he's he's i like all the new guys and i really like him but it's sad
0: yeah it's it happened is. to him a couple times he's struggled down the stretch his waste management i, I thought for sure he was gonna i would, would say, say he would struggle like waste management hitting that ball over the green i mean it's I don't know. Waste
1: management's a birdie fest coming down the stretch with the two par fives pretty much back to back. I think 16 is the par three where the, you know, the yeah. fans go crazy. 17 is a drivable par four. Yep. 18 is kind of a, a tough finishing hole with the church pews on the left. Uh, I mean, he just, he just didn't make enough birdies. I feel like it's always tough when you have those courses where like, you just have to make birdies to say, to say in contention. Yeah. Um, so I, I, don't, I wouldn't call that he struggled coming down the stretch because he made pars uh, when he needed to make birdies. I find it hard. I, when you're making pars, I feel like you can't say he was struggling coming down the stretch. You know what I'm saying? Whereas no, I th- today, I, he definitely struggled coming down the stretch because he made double on 18.
0: Yeah. I, I, no, if I'm going to say – I mean, I still say it's struggling, but I think he just kind of gets some bad breaks. Maybe that's what it is, some bad breaks. Like that – at the waste management, that shot on 17 – should that have been the shot that he played no but he also got a horrible bounce mm-hmm. on that on that shot there um so maybe it's it's not so much that he's struggling but he does get put in some some tough situations and get some tough breaks but so um you, i think he'll you, come breakthrough through pretty soon that was gonna be my next question it's the helicopter Going up going by. Yeah, no, I, I definitely do. I think he's got the the game for sure. Um, and it will it'll come together for him pretty soon. Yes, yeah, so sorry, a little bit of mic issues there. Um I was gonna say, do you think he'll break through this year on the PGA tour? Yeah, and I do. Um I don't know what tournament it'll be, but I definitely think that um I definitely think he has the game to to do it so i think it'll just kind of depend on the field and and the actual course itself but he definitely can he definitely can do it i agree i think it'll
1: be in like the fall it might be one of those fall tournaments that's actually getting ready to go away which we can talk about just a touch here too so the pga tour in 2023 i don't know if they're going to do away with the the wraparound Um, that's what they've said that's what they said yeah um I don't know, Madison. You want to talk about it? I feel like you know about it a
0: little bit more than I do. Um, not really. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's it's basically um it is the the tour's response to to Live, which is basically creating tournaments that are going to be money grab tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um I think the stats are top 50 in FedEx Cup points. So by doing that, you definitely eliminate any of the Live guys because if you open it up to f- top 50 official world golf ranking points. Some of them might still fall within that threshold. So mm-hmm. I think it's top 50 and FedEx cup points. Um, but yet yeah, some, some major money grab tournaments. And then on top of that, they've also increased the purse um, on several of the other big name tournaments as well, which I think, um, you know, they're just trying to keep everyone happy, but it is surprising that, you know, they, they have found all this money now. Um, that there's a problem, but I I know they have some cash reserves and, um, that's, that's what it's for, but it'll be interesting to see, um, how many players will, you know, they'll just kind of go with it and be like, well, this is, you know, maybe what we wanted to see. I, I do find it interesting. I don't know if you saw this. So Taylor Gooch, um, tweeted out a, uh, you're welcome tweet, um, after, after the announcement, I guess, kind of trying to take credit um, being one of the live guys that defected t- trying to take credit for the uh, increased purses and in these events. Um, and he did get quickly shut down uh, for that, but I did think that was kind of interesting. Yeah. I mean, yes.
1: Thank you to the guys who went over to live, but Taylor, you're just not the guy.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like that could have easily been something that came from Phil Mickelson, but you know, I'm sure no one's probably, uh, you know, following him at this point, but it could have come from from anyone else. But Taylor Gooch would not have been the guy. Um, I just he doesn't have the reputation yet, um, so that's on him. But
2: yeah, that's another know. thing that shocked me. There's guys going over to Live who don't even have a reputation on the PGA Tour, so they're basically just starting from scratch over there. But yeah.
0: um... it's it's a lot of people. I think that you're gonna see who you know, kind of like we said, they're the end of their career or maybe some amateurs um, or just some guys, you know, like a Matthew Wolf that are just struggling. And um, it's no fun to miss cuts every week. And I guess when you hear the words no cut and guaranteed money, why not? So, um, you know, I guess good luck to them over there. I do think what you'll see, these guys have signed these multi-year event or these multi-year deals that, the tournaments are going to grow because they've already said that eight is not what they want. Eight is what they're starting with, but they want to get to 14 and then maybe even a couple more from that. So you think about some of these guys that have gone over there, like a Brooks Capco, like a Dustin Johnson, who already don't like playing golf anyways, you're going to make them play 14 events. And then if they on top of that still want to play the majors as well, they're playing 18 a year. So they really haven't lightened their load at all by going over to live. They just, got a lot of guaranteed money up front so um i think it'll be interesting to see you know if the grass is as green over there as they think it is
1: um one thing we forgot to touch on from the travelers is our picks for this week. oh yes um and and madison definitely put a bandit on the cut this week uh he stopped the bleeding he took kevin kisner he took scotty scheffler although he's I don't know how many
0: times you can take a guy in one year. This is—is it a one and done? If we're doing one and done picks, then I'll—I'll restructure it a little bit differently. We're
1: not doing one and done. But how many times can you really pick the
0: number one player in the world? I mean, when he's been playing the way that he is, why would you not take him? That'd be like, circa like Tiger's heyday, and you're like, you know what? I'm not going to take Tiger this week. Why would you not take him? Because same thing every week. A W is a W. Doesn't matter <laughs> if it happens every week or not.
1: I guess. I mean, this is your first W since we've, you know. No. no,
0: no. Okay. All right. It's still not technically a W. I just, I, You're my right. players yeah. play better than yours. That's yeah, really correct, all. It. So, I'm not, so I'm not. I'm not going to toot my own horn on this one. I'm just going to say we did a little bit better than your players. So. Yeah. So I had Harris English, who
1: was I think he was top five after round two. Um, again, this course is kind of a course you need to go low on. He didn't go low on the weekend. I believe he finished inside the top 25, but nothing spectacular. Um, Jonathan, oh, Jesus. Jonathan, (laughs) Jonathan Vegas. Madison gave me um, a lot of lip last week for not getting the name right. Uh, He missed the cut. So my doppelganger, not looking good for us. You really do. Uh, So Madison took Kevin Kisner, Scotty Scheffler. I believe they're. Both inside the top 20 and the kids was inside the top was kids inside the top
0: what like seven or eight yeah he was at uh, t6 and then He's, scotty yeah. scheffler was t13 and then um harris english was actually t19 so oh beautiful so we
1: got a top 20 i mean i, I told you last week if you if you listen to the podcast like i wasn't going for guys that are going to win i was going for a top five um they just they couldn't even do that so
0: yeah yep
1: so that wraps it up for the travelers uh where are they headed next week meg where are they going <laughs> madison where are they going next week uh john deere yikes so yeah. the john deere next week um uh, they moved it up a week this year
0: so hopefully the field's a little bit better i haven't had a chance to look i don't know that it's out yet honestly i'm wow. looking at i'm trying to look at it right now and it doesn't seem like it's set so probably a lot of
1: moving parts still So let's just pick some ghost picks, I guess, since the the field's not set. Uh, um, I'm going to take Brian Harmon, the lefty. If he's in the field, he's going to win. Okay. Not in the field. Uh, I don't even know where to start. So, yeah, Brian Harmon's my ghost pick for this week.
0: Wow. Okay. Um, Let me just see. Just throw a name out there. It's a ghost pick. Yeah. Okay. So this is interesting. This all right, so it doesn't say that the field is full yet. I do have some names here for you. Um, you said Brian Harmon, he is not in the field, he's a ghost, he is a ghost for sure. Um, how about this? <laughs> Instead of
1: well, maybe this week we don't pick a winner, maybe we just pick a player that would play in this event, he may not be on the list. <laughs> Well we're, we're kind of picking a player like uh, like a Brian Harman, like he would play in this kind of event. You know? Yeah.
0: Okay. okay. I don't know. So I will I will tell you that um Satith, the, the Gala is in the field for next week. Do you think he rides some momentum and uh gets it done next week? We do know that the field um will not be no. as, as tough. No. No? Absolutely no momentum. That all got
1: drained away on 18, pun intended
0: okay
1: did he hit in the water on 18 i think so i don't know i saw him (laughs) hit a
2: really bad bunker shot
1: yeah i saw i i I didn't see him coming down the stretch but if there's water and he made double i'm assuming he uh he really um
2: poor guy yeah
1: Yeah.
0: nice good pun there poor water Uh
2: oh well (laughs) that was a stretch
0: yeah that was let's do um (laughs) let's do this then we'll um once the field has been set, which hopefully will be by tomorrow, we will, we'll put them on Instagram um, okay. and put some stuff out there as well. But um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see, cause it will, I, I, hopefully they put the viewership out for the live golf event. I'd love to kind of see how much, um, how many eyes are watching it this week on YouTube or Facebook. Um, as this is the second week, people kind of know what it's about now, but they do have some bigger names. So That'll be interesting to see, especially being opposite the John Deere classic. So, yeah. Uh, Last
1: thing real quick, Augusta. We saw some photos. Uh, It looks like they're putting in a new irrigation system into the Mm -hmm. fairway. And it looks like they're also pushing that tee box back. Um, 13 has always been an automatic birdie hole, it feels like, um, at Augusta. Yeah. And you know, you get a lot of birdie not a lot of birds, you get a lot of eagles, like you've seen Phil from the pine straw. Um, who knows if we'll see him play at Augusta again. Um I don't know, it's just always an, an eagle or birdie hole. So they're moving that tee box back. They bought some land from Augusta Country Club. Am I saying is that is that their name? Um, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so they bought some some space off of them move that tee box back. So it's going to be interesting to see how the guys handle the dog leg left par five. Now that, you know, it's going to be a big poke out into the fairway and and definitely a long second into the green. Any, any thoughts on the changes they're making to 13 at Augusta?
0: No, I mean, I feel like you kind of have to adjust players are obviously we know, there's been plenty of talks about rolling the equipment back, rolling the ball back. So I think you, Augusta, just because it's the same course that they play this major at every single, every single year where every other major is different. Mm-hmm. I think people are starting to kind of figure out a little bit more. Um, so I think making some adjustments is just something they have to do and, and, and pushing it back and maybe making it a little bit tougher is, is probably a great idea. So I like to see how it plays and love to see how it, it, um, it turns out but
1: but do you think like do people get bored right i mean yeah it's the only place they go the same every year
2: i'm bored watching it every year
1: oh my gosh (laughs) sorry that's a hot i'm not i'm not a big
2: master's person
1: oh my wait hold on is that the title this week i'm not a big master's person don't do this to me that's the title don't do this to me that might be it I, I said,
2: prefer the opens. I prefer the British Open in particular.
1: Wow! Remember, like, how I said we should have brought her on a lot earlier. So strike that from y'all the tape.
2: need me for all of the hot takes, all of the strike, uneducated hot takes.
1: Strike it from the tape
0: right now. This might not even air.
2: Oh, okay. It's so controversial. Right,
0: so let me give my let me give my two cents on it. I don't think people get bored with it necessarily because. You, you get a lot of casual golf fans that watch it, right? And they watch it mm-hmm. every single year. So think about a, a casual golf fan who turns on the Travelers or who turns on, you know, the John Deere. These so A lot of these, these tournaments that have moved courses over the years with different contracts and everything like that, they know the holes at, at Augusta. They know what's coming up. They know the names of them. They know all these things. So I think it even – it's still kind of interesting or fun to watch as a um, – you know, a casual golf fan because you know what's coming up. So I, I don't think they necessarily get bored with it, but um, I do think they need to to change a couple of things um, just to kind of keep it competitive. Because like I said, people are, a lot of the players now know where, where to hit the ball. So I think anything they can do to change that um, and make it play a little bit different uh, would be good to see. I agree.
1: Well no, that's true. Yeah. Um... Alright, any other any other hot takes, Meg? Anything um if you name
2: if you name the podcast now, I will report it for harassment and bullying.
1: Oh my god. Oh no, no, we here. definitely can't
0: do it. No,
2: I'm I'm kidding, but yeah, no. I um
0: I think I mean, I've, I've got another hot take from you uh that I think we'll use instead. So just be on the lookout for which,
2: it. Which one is that? <laughs> um yeah, I've said some things that would upset some um hardcore golf fans but it's okay if you um new segment on the podcast is my um unwanted uneducated hot takes okay (laughs) i'll send them in every week
1: well yeah okay that that works i'll read out i'll read out the latest hot takes from meg um if she sends them to me (laughs) yeah nothing nothing else
2: um, not a not, obviously not a fan of the live tour. Um, not a fan of basically any of those guys anymore, except for Matthew Wolf, mm. and kind of Abraham Answer. Um, but yeah, no other ones come to mind.
1: Gotcha. But...
0: What about yourself, Madison? What do you got? Um, like I said, just kind of interested to see how how the week unfolds. Uh, with live, definitely gonna have to try and tune in to, to watch the john deere not a tournament that I, I try and seek out every year for sure but um we'll try and watch a little bit of that and then um meg where are the ladies this week
2: um i'm not sure if i'm gonna be completely honest
0: oh mm-hmm. man should i know well you're, you're kind of our lpga correspondent okay, now
2: don't put it all on me where are they
0: they probably go west oh, coast now right they're at the,
2: they're at the um They have the Dow Great Lakes. That's um, that's a, Mm. that's a team thing, I think. That's Uh their Zurich type thing, I believe.
0: The Dow Great Lakes, yes, they are. Yeah, it's a team. Yeah, so the sisters. Um. Oh God, Meg said her last name jatanagarn
2: Yeah. Um, They won last year
0: yeah they won last year so um that'll be fun to see i do know that um i think lexi is not playing in um in this tournament i saw she posted that she's gonna be taking a couple weeks off and being at home so um it'll be interesting to see who uh who shows up that week
2: yeah it's it's always fun yeah Yeah. all
0: right well
1: again if you're if you're listening now it's it's 10 30 p.m uh <laughs>
2: 10 30 p.m sunday night
1: yeah uh huge shout out to meg for joining us and being the first guest yep, um, definitely
2: you will be hearing from me
1: yes we're, we're gonna get it's
2: a guarantee
1: we're gonna get a lot more hot takes from meg yep um <laughs> be sure to check us out on all the socials tiktok twitter instagram Listen on Spotify, Apple Music, all at 2-in-1 Golf or 2-in-1 Golf Podcast. We thank you for taking the time, and we'll talk to you next week.